Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky Situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again. Today, I'd like to talk to you about how we have lots of opportunity to exercise choice, even when faced with circumstances that are beyond our control. We have options in how we respond that impact our mood, that affect the rest of our day, that affect the people around us, and how taking a moment to choose to have flexibility, to choose to surrender, and to choose to maintain a positive attitude, even in the face of adversity. If you haven't traveled lately, (laughs) this is an area where we have not fully recovered from the pandemic, and travel is really unreliable. And I recently had back-to-back trips planned where I was flying from Pittsburgh to New Orleans, from New Orleans to Las Vegas, and from Las Vegas back to Pittsburgh. My first leg was delayed by 12 hours. Fortunately, I had my laptop and I had my work cut out for me and I was able to make that time pass pretty leisurely and pleasurably doing my work, having some lunch, meeting some people. I adjusted to that delay and was fine. I was going to New Orleans to meet up with my husband and my son for the final four basketball games. And it just so happens that my father and my stepmother live in Louisiana. And I was to be there only from Thursday to Sunday. And on Sunday, I took a trip to the airport, only to find out that my flight to Vegas had been canceled. I was going to Las Vegas for a two-day retreat that I had been looking forward to for 15 months. This retreat was supposed to be offered to my coaching cohort, the people who I went through coach training with in January 2021, and it had been delayed a number of times because of the pandemic. So April 4th and 5th, finally, I was going to meet my colleagues, those who I had gotten to know so well through school, through coaching swaps, and develop these friendships through different mastermind and work groups. I was so excited to have the chance to reset and refocus for my business and 
to get new inspiration. And I showed up at the airport and found out my flight had been canceled. Without missing a beat, I was able to get back in touch with my driver and fortunately go to my father's house. Although I was disappointed, I recognized that I was in a wonderful position to spend quality time with my father, who I hadn't seen in over a year, and with my stepmother. And I was also able to secure a ticket to attend the championship Final Four game the following night. So there are worse things than getting stranded in New Orleans when you have family and you have access to world-class entertainment. Yet, I missed the opportunity to be with my peers. Not only had I missed out on the opportunity to be with my peers, but I also had a dream nearly come true when I was contacted by a casting agency to be an extra in a Tom Hanks film that was filming in Pittsburgh called A Man Called Otto. And this was one of my top three dreams that I had set for this year, 2022. And I couldn't believe that I was turning down the opportunity to be cast in an extra because it conflicted with my retreat. So I was feeling doubly disappointed, I would say, that I I wasn't able to go to the retreat. And I also had had to pass on the opportunity to be an extra in a movie, which just sounded like a fun thing. So I had put that out in the universe as a personal dream of mine. So when I realized my flight to Vegas was canceled and I wasn't going to be able to get there for, you know, what was only a two-day conference, I began looking for flights to return home to Pittsburgh right after the final four games. And I ended up not being able to fly out for another two days. So when I finally ended up back at the airport to fly home, you can imagine my surprise when my returning flight began announcing delays waiting on a part. One hour became three hours, which eventually became another canceled flight. But fortunately, once we had hit the three-hour delay mark, I realized my connecting flight would be missed, and I started to troubleshoot at that time. And I was able to get a new flight that would take me through Houston versus Newark to get back to Pittsburgh in just a couple of hours. But while I was waiting in line to make those arrangements, I just started observing the people around me. The woman behind me immediately got on the phone and was dropping F-bombs to anyone she could reach on the other line. The girl in front of me was trying to get a hold of customer service by phone in case she could reach someone by phone sooner than in person and had successfully worked out her travel arrangements. It was really interesting to see, you know, someone taking the calm approach and ending up with a new flight and another person who just spent their time reeling in anger, placing blame 
and spewing negativity. I wanted to put a little shield around myself as a buffer. And I just held an optimistic attitude that I would get to the counter and potentially get home, which I eventually did. And they were able to work out my connecting flight. So I went and sat down and got some food and again, started observing the people around me. One guy came and ordered a double shot of vodka and a beer. So he was going to suppress his <laughs> emotion. It was just very interesting to take a minute to look around to see how people's choices impact their mood, which then impact how they're experiencing life, how they're showing up, whether or not there's ease because they're going with the flow or there's stress because they're trying to swim against the flow. As I waited for my departing flight, updating family members of my status, no longer traveling through Newark where I had relatives in the event I wasn't able to fly out that night, I updated my mother that I would now be flying through Houston, but that's okay because I have people there. My brother and my sister-in-law live in Houston, and my mother responded, yes, with people who love you. And that just made me feel warm and fuzzy inside, which probably brought a smile to my face. I noticed then that others were smiling at me anywhere I went. If I went to the restroom or if I took a walk, I was the recipient of smiles. And it just felt like a mirror to me, what I was putting out even though it was just in my mind, it was coming back to me by the people who were passing me. It became so evident to me that you can choose joy or misery. You can choose to be kind or nasty. You get to choose if you want to be engaged in the world around you or disconnected from others. And you can choose to be present or not. And if you're present, you're likely to put into perspective what is within your control and what is not. I'm thinking of the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So if you're showing up in that way and surrendering you won't be reeling, you won't be forcing, you won't be trying to swim against the current. And when you accept what's happening and you don't place blame, things may go your way. In my case, as I mentioned, I was able to get a ticket and go to the game. I was able to spend time with my family I was able to enjoy more New Orleans cuisine. And although I was disappointed, I didn't dwell on the things I was missing out on. I relished in the things that I was a part of. All of this seemed to come to a head when I landed in Houston and I realized that I was on a group 
text from the retreat because I was one of the people who was going and another colleague who is the person I was looking forward most to seeing and meeting in person was updating the rest of the group on her day. She was staying in Las Vegas an extra day and had decided to go to the pool. While she was at the pool, she received a notice that her flight home had been canceled. And instead of deciding she would deal with it later or going into freak out mode, she got out of the pool and she went to the airport and decided to try to work it out in person. And lo and behold, she was able to get a flight no longer direct to Chicago, but via Houston, she would get home. I landed and realized that the person I wanted to meet the most had a layover during the same time in the same airport, in the same terminal as me. And we got to spend 30 minutes together. We hugged, we caught up, we talked about serendipity, and we talked about attitude and intention setting. She was just as frustrated to find out that her flight had been canceled, but she had made a decision to embrace the challenge and to maybe look for something positive. And here we had the opportunity to spend that time together. And we both felt that it was a gift from the universe that it was affirming our reaction to the situation. It's so crazy because I was supposed to have been home much earlier. I'm now down to the wire of publishing my podcast on time. I likely won't have the opportunity to edit, and it's just underscoring the importance of remaining flexible, of being okay with being imperfect of having the right attitude of moving forward, even when times get tough. And the gifts that could be awaiting us when we proceed anyway as a pleasant human being. So I got home after midnight. My mother is in town watching my son. I woke up the next day to a jam-packed day. I had my yoga teacher training last night. Today, my podcast is due, and I'm also heading back out of town to be with my older son for mom's weekend at Ohio University. Here I am up against the wire recording because I have a commitment to you. I have a commitment to myself, and I'm okay with whatever this ends up being, because this is me going with the flow, accepting the circumstances within which I get to work. And I'm at peace with that. I found it really interesting last night in my yoga teacher training to learn about the Himalayan tradition, which is the philosophy and background of my training and the institution with which I'll be certified through. And we were learning about this tradition that's really hard to nail down in terms of a succinct definition. 
So we talked about the Himalayan tradition being a bridge from east to west, a bridge from mind to body, science and spirituality. And then we got into talking about how it's also about personal fulfillment, personal growth, and ultimately personal transformation. And personal transformation comes when we do more of what is beneficial to us and less of what isn't. And think about how simple that message is when making choices in our day to day. Are you reeling on something and spinning about something that you're angry about? Are you steeped in frustration and grief and angst? Or can you soften and find moments to be joyful and to be grateful for the lives that were given? A main theme of the Himalayan tradition comes from a nama called Ahimsa, and Ahimsa is nonviolence or non-harming. And they talked about how we start with ourselves. The goal of not harming our mind, not harming our body, and not harming our senses. And if you think about not harming your mind, And what that means is, are you occupying your thoughts with negativity? Could that be a way of harming your mind? And the very first step in shifting this is awareness. Stopping and noticing if you're bitching about something, if you're arguing about something, if you're mad at somebody, And seeing if there is a choice in there. And beyond non-harming our own mind and body and senses is non-harming in the immediate world around us, to others, to our earth, to our belongings and our environment. And if you think about non-harming to the body, it's almost like that could address any downfall. If you think of your body as a temple that houses your soul, do you want to overeat, overdrink, abuse it, not exercise it? What you do to yourself also impacts those around you. And I know you know this. If you're a parent who is screaming at your child because you're stressed out and you haven't given self-care, self-compassion, and you don't want to be acting that way, but you can't even see or understand how to stop yourself, awareness is the first step. Doing things like yoga or taking a walk to help you reset and to find the choice that you have in each and every such situation can set you free. Personal transformation leads to freedom. And we have choices every step of the way. If I can help you 
understand this more or be accountable to yourself to show up the way that you want to show up, I would love nothing more than to work with you as a client in self-compassion, in self-care, in self-transformation. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing, Any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.